Hello and welcome back to the next act. I'm your host, Keaton Hall, and today's podcast is unofficially brought to you by Super Bowl commercials. If your team's not in it, at least you have those 30-second commercials to look forward to. When I transferred schools my junior year of high school, Brett Shaberg was one of the first people I got to know. He's a man of so much talent and personality that God made two of them. Okay, maybe that's not how twins are actually made, but it fits here. We talk about how he felt his life growing up prepared him for his next act, his journey and development as an actor, and what success looks like for him now. If you're new here, thanks for joining us. If you're not new here, thanks for sticking around. I hope you enjoy and learn as much as I did. Hello and welcome back to The Next Act. I'm your host, Keaton Hall, and my guest today is quite the character. Literally, his job is an actor. He's appeared in plays, music videos, performances at Universal Studios, and in TV shows such as ABC's The Rookie and FX's Dave. Ladies and gentlemen, Brett Shaberg. Brett, thank you so much for uh, taking the time today. Dude, my pleasure. Absolutely my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. It's a... you and uh, your brother were two of the guys that I wanted to reach out to and get on this show at some point. So uh, I'm glad it worked out so soon. But I'm very excited to kind of hear your story since our time in high school, since you've been up to a lot the past yeah. uh, few years. So I'm gonna start. Yeah. I'm gonna start uh, kind of close to the beginning. So in your first act, kind of as a student. Uh, you grew up acting in plays, running track, and being one of the most creative people that I I knew in school. Uh, what piqued your interest in acting more than the other things you were involved with? It's kind of hard to say, you know. It just it's one of those things that's just like it's just it. Like I uh, like how I got into it was like eighth grade. You know, we went over to see like the high school teaser for the play they were doing, or the musical, and it was Oklahoma. Okay. Uh, this one guy in particular was a jock, but he was in, he was the lead in the show. Mm-hmm. He comes out on stage singing, "Oh, what a beautiful morning!" <laughs> so I'm like, "Wow, this guy's awesome! Like he's mm-hmm. so cool, and he's doing like performing. People think it's cool." Uh, little uh, did I know that wouldn't be the case for me, but <laughs> <laughs> but um, but like it, it, it was just like awesome. I want to try that. And mm-hmm. we had done, like, little stuff here and there, but, like, nothing big time by any stretch. Right. Um, so, yeah, we just, like, I'll speak in the terms of me, not my brother. So I really wanted to do it. I auditioned my freshman year and got in the show, Into the Woods, and I was just like, this is it. Like, I love doing this. I love being on stage. I love the reaction. I love the people involved like the just the process of doing it mm-hmm. i just loved it and then ba- from then on i was like i was like this is it just kind of hooked Even though, <laughs> yeah there was just like a there's a long journey from that point till now mm-hmm. obviously but like in terms of knowing that i wanted to do it it was like it was like nothing else like That's i loved great. doing sports i loved uh Obviously, track and field was, like, the only one I really committed to through high school. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. Right. But You're fast, then, too. You know, by, even by junior, senior year, you know, when, when myself and my brother and us older guys were, like, the more, like, the top tier of the team, mm-hmm. 
we made it clear. Uh, I was like, Coach, I'm making my show. Like, this, this right. doesn't come first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that always that just took priority because it's just I found what I wanted to do. That's great. And I'm very grateful. Like, <laughs> obviously, not a lot of people find out that early on. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, yeah, a lot of people don't find out really ever. And so having that clarity <laughs> at such a young age, you know what I mean? Having that clarity at such yeah, a young no, age is, is huge. Yeah, and that's something like, you know, now, you know, past the college age, uh, not to age myself because I can play 18 still. Um, <laughs> but we, uh, you know, it's like, it's definitely I'm surrounded, not surrounded by people because most people out here are kind of in the same business. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I'm well aware that, that people from high school or college are still trying to figure stuff out. And that's totally fine. Like that's. Absolutely. Like it's everyone is on their own journey, and that's like the most mm-hmm. cliche thing ever. But it's so true. Is like so true. As much as I would love for certain people to like, I know what you're good at. I wish you would just commit to it. Mm-hmm. That's not my decision to make. So right, I leave that to them, and I trust that they're growing and and getting the experiences they need to figure out what they want to do. My mm-hmm. light just died, but that's fine. We're gonna keep going. No, that's a great point. I mean, it's very easy to get caught up in comparing yourself to other people that you were in the same class with, same age, and seeing how all of us are kind of at different stages in our lives. I mean, we have friends that are married, have kids, and then, I don't know about you, but that's very far away from where I'm at right now. But it's just all, like you said, it's, it's the journey, but a lot of the cliche things are cliche because they've been said so many times because they're true. Um, yeah, exactly. and so it's just, it's very interesting and kind of cool to see how all of us kind of have gone our different ways and see what people actually go and do, um, after high school. So it's not a good answer yeah. for sure. Yeah. I, it's a blast to watch everyone doing whatever they're doing. And it's like, sweet, like rock on, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. No, for sure. So would you say that you, I guess you would say that your interest in acting was kind of a more of a specific moment in time instead of being deepened uh, and developed over time. But are there things that you've kind of fallen in love with as you've acted more and more? Yeah, I mean, I, I think just the natural progression of doing something you love is to just fall more in love with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so like each successive play or musical I did in high school was like, just reaffirmed how much I loved it and then getting into going into college beyond that like learning the nitty-gritty of what acting was because like by all accounts I <laughs> I really didn't know what I was doing in high school <laughs> I thought I did I like loved what I was doing and and to some extent I'll give myself some credit and say like there are natural instincts that I had for to sure be the actor that I was definitely in high school but like college changed the game for me I learned technique and like just different methods of acting and how you uh use your body and language and all this stuff like opened up and I was like man this is even cooler than I thought it was Mm -hmm. and yeah just the progression of that is just like you can't help but fall more in love with it if that is in fact what you're meant to be doing or want Mm -hmm. to be doing right if if it wasn't you'd find out pretty early on it's like this isn't for me right but here no, I am. 
No, that's awesome. I definitely agree with the details and kind of nuances of each kind of craft that you have that you only find out as you continue to go more and more deeper and deeper into that craft and the better you get at it. Like you said, you're just improving every single one. And then there's so much behind the scenes that go into a good performance. And I'm sure that's all the stuff that you learned, just the little things here and there that are subtle, but make a huge difference. So no, that's, that's very cool to see kind of the mentality and just the little things behind that. So now we've got to gotten the laid the groundwork for uh, your first act. Now, after graduation, uh, tell me about your decision to pursue career in acting instead of going the traditional kind of college, get a degree in XYZ kind of departments. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's where, you know, it got more interesting, obviously, because so uh, I went to Western Michigan University, which has a, mm-hmm. a phenomenal acting program. Yep. Uh, theater, musical theater, theater tech, like all across the board, they create amazing artists and or cultivate and, you know, make a strong foundation for th- theater artists mm-hmm. in general. So I auditioned for that program and I didn't get in. And that was a moment of like, it could have been a moment if I was a different person to be like, well, this is it. Like I didn't get in. Naturally. But, you know, I wasn't raised that way. And I knew my potential and I knew the talent I did have. Mm -hmm. Um, And I knew that that audition was just not uh, representative of the talent that I had. I knew it was a bad audition. Like I go back to there every once in a while. I'm like, man, that was awful. What was I, how did I ever expect to get in with that? And so just by, you know, by, you know, knowing that I was going to do it no matter what, like I, this was what I wanted to do. I wasn't going to let that stop me. And then people at Western being like, you know what, just stay involved in the program, stay involved in the plays and whatnot. Take some classes that you can do as a, as a non-major. And by the end of uh, the year, it'll be like you've been a part of the program all along. Mm-hmm. And that turned out to be true. I, by the end, people were like, you weren't already in the program? I'm like, yeah, no. It was, I auditioned and it was awful. So, But now I'm, I'm in. <laughs> And at that point, my brother was moving out to L.A. We, and we had talked about that. I wanted to move to L.A. Uh, we, had, we had had this conversation with a, with a friend who had been in L.A. for a long time mm-hmm. and had done the acting thing and does the acting thing. And he inspired us. I was like, L.A. is it. It, it was this transformation from theater back in high school and even starting into college. Is that Theater was the route I wanted to go. And then... He opened my eyes to the world of TV film, and I was like, sounds good. I'll do that. Mm-hmm. So so I got into the program. My brother had done the program for a year already. He's like, I'm out. I'm like, I would love to. I really would, but I just need this. I need a year of getting a baseline of foundation in acting. Like, I learned how to act my technically second year of college first year in the program Mm -hmm. at western and without that i wouldn't have lasted uh, i don't want to say i wouldn't have lasted out in la but it would not have gone nearly as well it's like i needed that time to work as an actor and work and just grow like apart from my brother because i'm a twin brother 
You mm-hmm. know, nobody knows that because we haven't mentioned it yet. That's <laughs> true. We've been together for, at that time, 19 years together, living together, doing everything together because we all have all the same interests. So it was mm-hmm. like, it was a good time for him to move to LA, me being back in Michigan and like. Definitely. Just like not creating our own identities because we already had but like mm-hmm. just to have some, <laughs> some a breather from each other no absolutely so for a lot of reasons it worked out really well um that that's i great. stuck around and that's great and then by the end of that yeah i don't i don't want to progress too far out of the uh, conversation no definitely i mean that whole idea of it wasn't that you guys didn't have your own identities because you absolutely did but it was getting outside of that comfort zone that you had known your entire life. So what was uh, what was one of the biggest things that you learned about yourself after you had that kind of separation and were outside of that comfort zone and something that you hadn't really experienced before during that year in the program? Hmm. Um, that's a good question. I mean, I, I it really opened my eyes to my kind of the unintentional or unconscious limitations I put on myself as an actor. Mm. Because I I think, not to toot my own horn, but I feel like I was a pretty, a fairly well-developed individual at that point. Definitely. In terms of who I wanted to be. And I know that I definitely didn't reach that standard that I always had set for myself. But I I knew generally I was a good person. I, I was... I didn't get caught up in drama. I didn't get caught up in really any superfluous quote unquote, like stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, But definitely as an actor, when you're when your, uh, your professor is like drilling into you is like, you're laughing in this scene because it's making you uncomfortable and that's the way you're coping with it. And I'm like, huh, I never really thought about it like that. Right. And so it, that, you know, that and many other things led me to to dig deeper and like, all right, when you're acting, you're you're really and one of one of our acting professors put it amazingly is you're consciously doing what people do unconsciously. That's your job as an actor. Hmm. Right? So you're yeah. you need to to think about this and be like, all right. So what I would do unconsciously, just like in my everyday life, how I would react to something, how I would try to get something I want, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. I have to process that and do it consciously, but make it look as natural as possible so that nobody would ever know. Right. (laughs) So it it just, it really, again, taught me what acting was. Mm -hmm. And, um, that allowed me to just become a better actor and the actor that I needed to be to be prepared to come out to LA. Definitely. No, I think that uh, that's a great kind of thing that you were able to be shown by your professor because a lot of times I feel like there's things that we do that we're blind to because, I mean, we can't see it ourselves. But then as soon as we have someone that we trust that is that knows more than us to be able to point out, hey, you're doing this this way, because of this and so once you get to the root of that then you can really change it and improve it to a point where it's not an issue anymore but definitely want to commend you for sticking with it that extra year and not kind of 
going back to what was comfortable after one you didn't get in at first but then maintaining that resiliency and then being able to stay there and it just like you said it's helped you flourish to the opportunities you've gotten to today and i feel like that's a great lesson to have learned so early on because now you're going to be able to recognize situations where hey i might need to stick with this a little bit longer in order to become the person i need to be to overcome this so definitely want to commend you for that and recognize it because like that's something that not a lot of people do not everybody does so you should definitely be proud of that yeah yeah thank you and and like and that's just you know that's life is Mm -hmm. being able to take criticism to to learn from other people you respect and just like generally you know sometimes what people say isn't going to be helpful to you right but to be able to take it anyway and say thank you but not necessarily you don't have to implement that Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. You you can respect what they say. You can you can hear what they say without needing to uh, necessarily change or or do anything. Or you can be like, yeah, you're right. That's I absolutely need to do that if I want to be a better actor, a better salesman, a better whatever. Right. So. Yeah, without a doubt. So we know kind of your journey there but once uh you made that decision to actually go out to la there's naturally a lot of uncertainty that comes with moving across the country into mm-hmm. an industry that isn't the most secure and like consistent thing in the world so what was something that you did or something that helped you kind of deal with that uncertainty going into that journey you're about to go into um again you know, from an outsider's perspective, it definitely is, and I and I totally can see how it it's perceived as a big jump. But I don't. I think a lot of it was like I had been. To, I had spent every summer from 2005 to 2016, 2017, at camp for at least four weeks mm-hmm. or seven. Mm-hmm. Seven for the majority of that. Okay. Or eight depending on if I was a counselor that year. So being away from home wasn't a big deal for me. Being around other people wasn't a big deal for me because it was just a, a, the same community I knew all my life, but just in a different place. Mm-hmm. And then my brothers, like, like my, my oldest brother is 11 and a half years older. He was out of the house when I was pretty young. So I was used to like being separated from family in that way. Mm-hmm. Just a lot of factors led to it being a pretty easy and comfortable decision in terms of like, I didn't have a problem moving out. I was going to miss the friends. I was going to miss Michigan just Mm -hmm. because Michigan's the best. Of course. Yes. Uh, (laughs) And then, you know, I I did have family out there, out here in California at that time. Um, I actually, I moved this summer. My oldest brother moved back to Michigan with his family. Okay. And then like the year or two after (laughs) my other brother and his wife moved back to Michigan. (laughs) So I kind of like alienated everybody again, but. You just flip flopped. uh, Yeah. Yeah. So, so I felt comfortable with that. And then I did have my brother out here, my Mm -hmm. twin brother. Uh, So that was, it was. You know, granted, a little rough moving back in with him and being like, oh, sharing a room again. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. Just like Reverting. old times. Yeah. But uh, but at the end of the day, it was like I didn't have anything tying me in Michigan mm-hmm. 
beyond the friends and I, I and you can't make decisions based off other people right obviously right. yeah no so, i definitely can agree with that yeah it was just like it was time to go i i knew what i wanted to do i had a, a clear idea of the direction i wanted to take my career and and my and my next step so i was or next act rather mm-hmm. and i was like yeah let's do it no so that's great i came out here with a little bit of savings that goes pretty fast out here and right uh, <laughs> and then was just ready to do it no that's great it feels like sounds like you were pretty prepared in order to take on that kind of new life with a lot of uncertainty because i mean in our 20s there's obviously a lot of uncertainty from not knowing but then there's also a lot of excitement because your future is not set and you have the ability to go and create like you are doing right now which is awesome so. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And and like, real quick, like I said, I, I listened to the first podcast episode and how, uh, what's your face? Julie, what, what's her name? Jade. Jade, mm-hmm. that's the one. I knew it started with a J. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, because you guys are both religious as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but you know, that, that, that trust that I would be in my right place and, and that if I felt I, I want and needed to go out to L.A., mm-hmm if I went out there, it wouldn't be wrong. Or if it was, I would know that and be led wherever I needed to go. Mm -hmm. So just taking that leap of faith, that foundation too. Yeah. It's like, yeah, like I said, a lot of things previously in my life led me to be comfortable to make that decision and trust in God to know that I'll be in my right place. Mm -hmm. No, that's great. That is definitely something I can relate to as well. But what was one of the biggest adjustments you had to make during that kind of transition period between when you decided to move out and then when you actually got your first gig? Um, definitely working for a living was uh, <laughs> not something I was used to. I, I had a very, uh, very privileged upbringing in that sense of like my parents didn't make me work in high school they didn't they didn't expect me to get a job and Mm. you know all right once you're off school go go to your you know dishwashing job at the local (laughs) time like (laughs) it, it was very much they were they were providing a foundation in a in a in an area for me to do what i wanted to do because they knew that that would allow me to grow to lead me where I wanted to do what I wanted to do and be able to be successful at whatever it would be. Right. So, so the transition of like, all right, you got to pay your bills. You got to do all that was like, all right. It it was a challenge. Not that I didn't learn how to work hard. Right. Cause I definitely did learn all those valuable skills between just a good upbringing and being at, at that summer camp. But like, but putting that into practice was something new for me, you know, working uh, a weekly job or whatever. Great, gratefully, I've been able to work like super fun, not real job jobs uh-huh. for the most part while I've been out here, which is just like ideal for me because I just don't want to work. <laughs> in, uh, <laughs> Definitely as makes a it easier. Or like, the, yeah, the classic kind of thing. And I, and I think there's something to that of like setting a standard for yourself of like, 
you know, if you don't want to work in a certain realm just because, like, you know it's going to be grueling and just awful, mm-hmm. don't do it. Yeah. Find a way to work in the capacity that you want to work in. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be a challenge. And sometimes you will have to take the L and like right. work a dishwasher <laughs> job for like a little bit just to make sure you're paying rent. Mm-hmm. But like as soon as you are able, like get out of it. Mm-hmm. Like do not get stuck in something and don't think that that's the only way you can you can pay the bills because there right. are a million opportunities anywhere you are to to do something more fun right. to, to make money. Right. Well, especially in today's day and age where you can create your own job at some points and then somebody, if you're good enough, will pay you to do it. Uh, But yeah, just kind of that concept of working while you wait, you're you're willing to put in the work to sustain yourself while you're continuing to develop yourself and then find what's going to fulfill you as in a job and career. uh, But without getting complacent, just kind of stuck in that rut of that job that you don't really enjoy. No, I, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So now uh, moving on to your next act that you're currently in, what does hard work like? Hard work look like now at this point in your acting career? Like on a what's something because to kind of give that a little bit more context for me in my first act of basketball, I knew what hard work was. It was going to the gym, getting up shots, getting in my uh, lifts on time going to practice early, staying late, getting film in. So what does that kind of look like for you, uh, the hard work aspect of it now as an actor? Uh, Depending who you are, it doesn't look like much. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, because, and granted, you know, I can make excuses for like not making my own stuff, but for, you know, the work I want to be doing is the bigger things, is TV, is film. Mm Mm-hmm are these opportunities uh, that that I just can't really do on my own. Right. I could put in the work to write a script and get people to, you know, I know people who are camera ops and cinematographers and directors and writers, yada, yada. I could do all that. That's just not where my passion is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and granted, like, I probably will at some point just if I get too tired of sitting around doing nothing, but, like, so much of it is hurry up and wait in this industry. It's yeah. I, I've again very grateful that I have a, a team of uh, a manager and an agent submitting me on projects. Uh, so they do a lot of the work on that side of things. Mm-hmm. You know, making sure I can get auditions and and get in the door for these casting directors or whoever mm-hmm. uh, it might be. For sure. So my day to day is like just making sure I'm you know just like like any sport. You know, acting is a muscle. Mm-hmm. You need to to keep it flexible and keep it strong. So just like, you know, making sure I'm on top of that is is a lot of the work. Yeah. Uh, which again isn't the most grueling labor of all time, but it's it's important. And mm-hmm. you know, because you can have so much time between auditions, let alone working. Right. Uh, if you're off your game for an audition that comes up, like I had, I had a year basically where I wasn't auditioning at all. Wow. And that's, I mean, and that's like not even a lot. I have friends who have gone years without auditioning mm-hmm. or, or if, or maybe not just auditioning, but just not booking work at all. Mm-hmm. So, so to go a year without really auditioning at all. And then an audition pops up and you're not ready for it. 
right you've just thrown away an opportunity yeah exactly um, so and yeah just just treating it all like no, like having the expectation that the opportunities will come mm-hmm. because that's really important it's it's again knowing and trusting in god knowing that it's like i'm not doing this for nothing right uh the opportunities will arise the perfect one for me will is out there and will be there and mm-hmm. you know i've i've been grateful enough to book some stuff to prove right. that definitely um but yeah it's 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 really nothing i can complain about definitely like working working hard is again just like it's relative to what you're doing plays i could read more scripts i could film my own content Mm -hmm. um no i guess i guess no i mean i guess a better way that i could have framed that was in this industry like you said it's it's hard to kind of work on work hard per se just because you don't know what what that next kind of role will be so how can you adequately prepare for it until you know so i guess i i should have framed it as what you're doing to stay ready like you said for those next auditions so you're staying sharp on top of your game you're able to have those instincts naturally like you said that you have to consciously do the unconscious so that's yeah. that's partially on me for framing it that way but you still managed no, to answer no, no. it you still managed to answer it really well so good for you on that <laughs> No, yeah, no, it's it's all good, and like, and that's kind of been the a, a, a problem I've maybe not a problem, but just like something I've been working on since I've been out here is like, all right, how? Because you can feel like you're not doing enough. Mm-hmm. It's very easy to get in that space. Definitely, you're not getting auditions and you're not working, and like that's all you want to do. Mm-hmm. So it's easy to be like, it's hard to take a step back and be like, all right what could I realistically be doing actually? Like, mm-hmm. can I, is there anything I can do right now to further my career? Right. Most of the time, there's not really much. Right. So you, can tough. Ju- you just need to like take a step, step back and be like, all right, I'm just going to be ready for when something does happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, that is a great, great way to approach not only, your career is acting but just being ready for any opportunity that comes your way in life in general as well exactly no i like that a lot so what was something that uh you were able to develop in your life in your first act that helped you develop your identity as an actor or creator like was it trying to have the best range was it trying to be the best like the most creative i know you do a mean mean golem impression i know you're good at other impressions as well but uh, what's something that you're able to kind of consciously put into your identity as an actor? Yeah, unfortunately, that hasn't really helped out with any jobs <laughs> yet, but it's coming. Um, I, I Definitely the confidence, uh, building up that confidence, just knowing what I'm capable of. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not... You know that that it, that is a, a recognition of the higher ego, mm-hmm. rather, or at least I hope to to for that to be a, high, a recognition of the higher ego g- being God, mm-hmm. um, and just like it, it's just really about just genuine self knowledge, like knowing what you're capable of, whatever it is. As a basketball player, you knew you were good enough to play college, so you mm-hmm. did, and right. you went and you played, and you were captain, and you you did great things i'm sure 
I regret to say I wasn't a lot, wasn't able to see any of that in person. Oh, it was just um, circumstances happen. Yeah, yeah, but but yeah, it's just like being confident, and it's not it's not saying I'm better than everyone else. It's not saying uh, I'm above it all. Mm-hmm. It's it's hearing those compliments coming in as a high schooler who admittedly I again didn't know what I was doing but they were they were telling me you were great and it's being able to say thank you to that mm-hmm. not to say oh you're so kind you, you don't have to say it. it's right it's thank you I that's recognition that you're doing a good job right and so building on that foundation was like again going into college even though I didn't get in it was it was I knew I was good mm-hmm. I knew I was good enough to be there right I just had to prove it mm-hmm. um yeah, that self-awareness. So, yeah, yeah, self-awareness. And to get back to your question, just other, yeah, just trust, again, trusting I'd be where I need to be and and just knowing that, like, as long as my priorities of my relationship to God and my relationships with my family and just, like, what I'm striving to do every day is is in line with a, a higher purpose and a and just being a light to other mm-hmm. people like the other stuff follows and and just flows naturally definitely no i like that the the self-awareness of knowing that you're good enough allows you to have confidence and go act upon the things that are in front of you and the things that are there for you to take absolutely and i mean I see a lot of people, and I'm sure you've seen a lot of people too, that have the skills, that have the ability, but they don't have the confidence to go and perform and show others and give others what they have to give. And yeah. a lot of times it's it's not selfish to be confident. I mean, there's obviously a line between confident and cocky, and then there's a fine line that you can you can walk for sure. But I feel like confidence in itself in its purest form of knowing that you have this ability. And like you said, if you connect it with purpose and are able to go and use that to serve others and serve yourself at the same time, like that's where a lot of good happens. Yeah. And, and like that's getting into, you know, the, the imposter syndrome Mm -hmm. and like that is common in, in all walks, but like, man, especially you, you hear these big time actors who are by all means amazing Mm -hmm. and they're like, Every time I book a job, I get on set. I'm like, oh, I don't even know. What am I doing here? Yeah, like, it's I don't crazy know to I'm think doing. about. And you're like, you're like, what? Uh-huh. What are you talking? You're, what do you mean? <laughs> and it's it's like mind-blowing to think people go through that. Like Gary Oldman, he was talking about one of the projects he did in the last like 10 or 15 years. And he said he got on set and was like, he totally was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Oh my I, gosh. I need to tell someone <laughs> I like I can't do this. I'm like, you're Gary Oldman, man. Right. You, like, so and and I just I've never had that. I'm like, that's good though. <laughs> especially, yeah, yeah, and I, I'm very I'm very grateful for it. But like, just in in anything you're doing, if you are there, if if you got a job, if if somebody wanted you to be a part of your friend group, if somebody wanted just to hang out with you. You were there for a reason. Mm-hmm. And that's like, they saw something in you that was worth reaching out and asking you to be there. So you're meant to be there. Mm-hmm. Do not, don't question 
yourself. You can always grow. You can always push yourself to be better. Right. That's just like the natural, the best way to be mm-hmm. is to know that what I am right now is, is perfect for where I'm at, but that doesn't mean I'm not chasing something better. Exactly. Exactly. It's not becoming complacent with who you are and where you're at, but it's being content while you continue to pursue getting better and creating yes. that better life without a doubt. Yeah. No, I like that. So I think uh, kind of talking about success in varying degrees, and I think everybody, if you ask them, they'd say, yeah, I want to be successful. And it's obviously something great to have that ambition, but a lot of times it's hard to define what success actually looks like at different stages of our lives. So how would you define success for you in this stage of your life right now? See, so there's two sides. There's life success Mm -hmm. and there's career success. Definitely. Career success, not having to work jobs in between acting. Mm -hmm. I can just, acting is my main source of income. I don't have to worry about paying rent. I don't have to worry about all that other nonsense to just make a living off acting is the dream. Not mm-hmm. to be famous, not to win this award or that. I just want to, <laughs> I just want to do what I love and make money doing it. Absolutely. Right? Um, and then life success is obviously meeting the love of my life, getting married, having a family, mm-hmm. uh, just like having kids and, and nurturing them and, just there's so much to do right mm-hmm. there's just so, true. There's so, so much. much good so much good to come <laughs> uh-huh um absolutely is and just and just every day making sure that i'm not just being idle doing nothing whatever it is i'm doing like if i'm not acting i can still be reading more i can still be mm-hmm. uh getting out and spending time outside and with friends and all these different things so like success is Obviously, just there's so many different aspects to success. So, mm-hmm. but career success definitely, just like booking a show, definitely and making, making way too much money for it. But like, not <laughs> have to worry about because financial stuff is like, I, I don't, it's I, I don't even like having stuff. Like, sure, I've I've got my Xbox, my TV, and all that. The but basics. like beyond these things that are like, just just entertainment and fun. It's like, I don't like having stuff. I just don't want to worry about paying the government money. I don't want to worry about paying off my student loans. Mm -hmm. I want those done and gone. And then to just be able to provide for my family one day. Yeah. No, those are great aspirations to have. And it definitely looks like success to me, without a doubt. Uh, So talking about kind of the shows that you kind of touched on a little bit, you have been on some pretty, some pretty, uh, major network shows so far, although they're not the roles that you aspire to be at yet, but they're still there. So what are some of your favorite kind of memories or things that you've learned from being on those sets like that? Man, it's just so much fun. It's, I, I, I wish everyone could experience whether they love acting or not, just like, and I'm sure they do in their own respective fields of, you know, whatever, it might be making, you know, the NBA one day for for the guy who, who wants to do that. Like, mm-hmm. all these things are like, man, it's, it's just the best. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I've had so many fun experiences working with just, like, amazing people. I, the first music video I ever did, 
I worked with this artist Sam Martin, uh, who's who's been a songwriter for fifteen plus years now, I think, and mm-hmm. he was doing his own first album, and just getting to work with him, he's like, yeah, you know, I, I wrote this song called Daylight for Maroon Five, and that was kind of what started my career. I'm like, sure. you wrote that song, right? <laughs> like that song is <laughs> oh like huge for me, right? At one point in time, wow. And I'm just like hanging out with him, and he's like, he's awesome, and I got to work with. Uh, a lot of people seem to know her. I I knew of the movie she was in. It's called Step Up Two. She's the lead in Step Up Two. Okay, yeah, yeah. She was like playing my. She was like playing my girlfriend. In That's this. awesome. I'm like, what the heck? This is so cool. <laughs> and then yeah, I mean, just just so many fun projects. I met one of my best friends out here on the first short film I did. Uh, so that was invaluable. I met one of my best friends again on the Rookie. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first television appearance, which was huge, like, and you just you just learn there are so many good people everywhere. Yeah, in any industry, like, like like my first day on on set on the rookie, uh, for ABC, I'm on, I'm on the Warner Brothers lot, and the year before I was working there in a different a different capacity, for like a, some Halloween event, and I was like, I'm gonna work here soon i'm gonna i'm gonna be acting on this lot love that within a year i was there i was love like that. let's go so i'm on lot i'm working there in a studio soundstage 22 the director of that particular episode directed some of my favorite episodes of smallville which nice. is like my favorite show of all time nice so i got to work with him i got to work with nathan fillion who's like i mean everyone pretty much knows who he is he's, mm-hmm. he's a legend he's right. just the kindest guy so cool that's great and like you just get to work with these people who are just so good at what they do but they're just good people mm-hmm. right and yeah just continue continual stuff like that just every project has been so fun even even one night project that was a nightmare was like i was in it with a group of friends at least so like we were able to enjoy the the twelve hour midnight to noon shoot that we were doing. <laughs> so right, it was yeah, and just and then obviously this year was was huge. Or it's twenty twenty two. Last year was huge because mm-hmm. uh, that was the first big thing with with my twin brother that we did for TV. That was great. And then and then. A few months later, we did another thing together for another TV show, mm-hmm. and it's it, it's just wild and like, and those are like the steps I, I've been waiting to take since I've moved out here, mm-hmm. and just being able to check those off the list is just gotta feel great. Feels better. Yeah. yeah. No, I like that a lot. That's uh, definitely. I mean you mentioned the fun that they have and it's just the fun of being on that set and knowing that you're creating something that is going to be of entertainment to other people and you're helping to create that and you're literally getting paid for it which is awesome that's a <laughs> doesn't yeah. get better than that yeah no it's it's crazy and like when you're sitting around for most of the day because you're just not going to have to shoot that long for like mm-hmm. the smaller stuff I've done right i'm like i'm getting paid for this this is ridiculous <laughs> no i i agree then you get to observe and just see what makes all those other actors great so kind of Mm -hmm. talking about that what are like one or two things that you've kind of noticed from being on those sets of 
the actors that are more established and are more well-known? What are some things that they do that kind of separate themselves from other people? Yeah, I, I think you hear this from anyone who's worked with, you know, bigger name people is like most of these A-list, like big celebrities are just great people. They know, they know that w they're number one on the call sheet. And when you're number one on the call sheet, everyone else is going to look to you to like be the leader. Mm -hmm. uh, so especially when you got a guy, Nathan Fillion, who's the lead of the show, who's been around for 20 years basically doing his thing who's executive producer of the show mm -hmm. like he is setting the standard and when he's just walking along with some production uh person some crew person and he's like having a little moment with them mm -hmm. you're like all right he he knows that what he's doing is like important it matters and that will lift up everyone else so like and just to just to make sure you're always keeping that perspective of like we're going to do what we love mm -hmm. and it can get tough and yeah. hard sometimes but Definitely. like you got to enjoy it because if you're not enjoying it you're going to look back and be like man i just lost a total opportunity to be in the moment and just love what i'm doing yeah um so yeah I, yeah they're always so professional so kind they always make you feel so welcome like Another plug here. I was on Dave with my twin brother. Yep. And, you know, we go on set and, <laughs> I mean, I admittedly didn't really know who Lil Dicky was. <laughs> but, uh, which, I mean, most people, I was like, yeah, I'm on the show, Dave. They're like, Lil Dicky show, like, what? what? I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's Lil Dicky. Uh, whoever <laughs> that guy is. Uh, You're like, okay, so I'm like, just there to get paid. I don't know who this guy is. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> don't, no, no, no. <laughs> Don't twist my words. So, <laughs> yeah, you walk on set and and little Dicky, Dave walks up to you and is like, "Hey, man, like, hey, nice to meet you guys. Thank you for being here." He's like, "Thank us for being here. Like, thank you. Like, right. You gave us this opportunity. Right. But, but it's always like they see it as you know, this is another person contributing to this art that we are making, this mm -hmm. TV show, this whatever it is. Right." And you're helping us with that, and thank you for doing that. Mm -hmm. um, just that humility so just, and kind of yeah. staying grounded down to earth is definitely cool to see. And I feel like if I feel like the ones that stay around and have that longevity have that humility and kind of down to earthness to a certain extent, at least, because that allows them not to get too big of a head and allows them to maintain doing what got them to that place all the details like you said nathan fillion having a moment with uh, some of the smaller crew production like yeah. people and just realizing that all those little details will add up and contribute to the thing as a whole which is going to help everybody further their careers so no that's, that's some really good observations so kind of transitioning to the outro uh just want to say I've enjoyed this conversation. It's been great to kind of see your perspective on sides of things that obviously not a lot of people uh, have gotten to see. So knowing what you know now, what's something you would go back and tell yourself as you came to the end of your high school or kind of student life as you're about to go into this phase out in California as an actor? Just to reassure that like, you can't make it go any faster. Mm -hmm. Enjoy the time. And, and I think I did, but just to, to really like, just nail that home of like, 
enjoy every moment in college and like enjoy those classes enjoy the friends enjoy the work you get to do there mm-hmm. um because that is is a very particular environment being in a in a theater school working on your craft every day in a setting where like that's the expectation mm-hmm. um and just to yeah just not to worry about like <laughs> anything really is just like make sure you're just do doing your best and being the best version of yourself and again everything will just happen fall into place mm-hmm. no it's staying kind of present and by staying present that allows you to control what you can control which in effect will help you get to where you want to go and kind of reply and respond to things that you can't control in a better way that's going to serve you uh, as best as it can in those situations for sure so before we get to the last two questions i want to take a little bit of time to acknowledge you for the for your accomplishments one but also your relationship with me you're one of my first friends when uh i was the new kid at williamston and i mean obviously that transition from being a homeschooled kid all the way to a public school can go very poorly and sometimes but for me, thankfully, I'm grateful that it was a very smooth transition and you were definitely part of that. So I want to thank you for that. But also for taking the risk of moving across the country to go after a career that you want and finding success to this point with that is something that is commendable in and of itself. But also just like you, we've talked about being able to overcome that initial adversity and still go after that dream because you have that conviction of knowing that you're able to do it one, but also like we also mentioned, the confidence to go out and take some take some punches, roll with them, and then continue to control what you can control and just continue to go on the way. So just wanted to recognize you for that, for sure. Yeah, thank you. I And I appreciate, uh, appreciate you too, man, because like, yeah, I, man, I, I mean, I'm trying to go back to the recesses to like remember when you first came to school, but like, it was just like you were always there, right? Mm-hmm. And I think you probably felt that too. It's like you you popped in and you fit in perfectly and like Definitely. And you were one of the not not to like gr- like be too grievous about like my experience in high school because I did love it, but like out of our grade, like what me and my brother were doing wasn't popular. So like No, definitely not. Your support of that throughout like throughout high school mm-hmm. was always very appreciated and like like you were just you're just the coolest so like, <laughs> i appreciate you too man well i appreciate the uh, appreciate the words but i'm definitely thankful for that we've been able to stay kind of in touch over the years because i know that's something that's not very common with a lot of people that you go to high school with like you just kind of go your separate ways and a lot of times you don't ever see each other again but i'm thankful that uh we've been able to stay in touch whether it's over kind of witty Instagram comments back and forth here and there, but then uh, also just seeing the cool things that we end up doing and just being able to reach out and say, hey, like I saw you do this, like this is really cool. And just being able to have that relationship to where we can just do that is great. Yeah, So, yeah. Are there any, uh, is there any social media you wanna plug or any causes you're associated with you wanna give some, some attention to? Uh, I mean, Instagram, brett.chaberg, uh, Episode three, season one of The Rookie on ABC. <laughs> you can find that on Hulu. Episode four of, oh wait. Yeah, episode four of season two of Dave on Hulu as well. Go uh, check those out. 
and then uh yeah we got a got a show coming out this fall i like Stay it tuned. i like it that's what we like to see just continued success building on it and uh continue to make sure the best is yet to come so all right the final two questions that i have for every guest the first one is yes what does a life well lived mean to you I've been thinking about this since I finished the episode that I was <laughs> listening to earlier. Um, a life well lived. I mean, yeah, again, at the end of the day, it, it comes down to the most important, which is my relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, just living every day in a more God-like, Christ-like way, not to mix the two together, a more Anyway, not to get into religious <laughs> talk, but just to, to live, to live uh, by the example Jesus set, to love everyone, to, to just make the world a better place. And that's, you know, Jesus says we don't light a candle and put it under a bushel. You, you use the light, you use the candle to, to be there for others or just light up a room mm-hmm. whatever it might be however you you may interpret that but just to be someone that you live a life you you live your life in a way that people come up to you and you're like why are you like this mm-hmm. and then you can obviously share to <laughs> whatever extent is comfortable but just to to set an example and be a good person that's like I just wish everyone could just be a, a better person. It's true. Because that would just solve so many problems. Just, be, just being able to impact others in those little daily ways is has way more impact than, I mean, we could ever know because the just the ripple yeah. effect is crazy. No, I like that a lot. Yeah. Definitely like that a lot. All right. Last one. How do you want to be remembered after it's all said and done? doesn't have to be at the end, but it could be by someone, that your people that you know, people that you just come in contact with a little bit, people that you've worked with on set for a couple of weeks and never see again. How do you want to be remembered when people think of, oh yeah, this was Brett Shaberg? It's <sighs> the same one I was thinking about. Um, well, I'm going to live to at least 500, so I'll, I'll be around Naturally. for a while. But I think, you know... <laughs> basically the same reasons I, I was just talking about in terms of like the impact I want to have is mm-hmm. like, it's like, man, he, he was good at what he did. He was true to his convictions. He didn't buckle or, or cave. Cause like, I, I never want to be the guy who, who says something. And then, and then unless I'm truly convinced otherwise or change my mind, I'd, I don't want to just be fickle and move is if fickle is the right word i dropped out of college all right (laughs) but just to yeah just to stand up for what i believe and not be not be persuaded one way or the other by the world because as we both know is like the world's belief the world's opinions don't they don't matter at the end of the day it's it's what is the divine what what is you know what is god's view what is god what is what does god know is right and and the the more i can understand what is right the more i can do what is right and the more of an impact i can have so i like it well ladies and gentlemen there you have it brett shaberg one of the 
best actors I know personally. Handsomest. And handsomest. <laughs> Much more handsome than Reese. Just uh, kidding, Reese. I wouldn't do that to you. <laughs> nah, nah, he's serious. He's he's for real. <laughs> but if you are still listening, thank you for listening. We have a lot more guests coming up that I really think you're going to enjoy. But until then, let's make sure the best is still yet to come. Brett, thank you again. We'll see you next time. Bye.